Hello, everybody. This is Coach Aaron Saft and the MR Running Pains Podcast. I'm going to apologize at the get-go here. I am super sick, <laughs> but um, I want to remain committed to you and to this podcast and continue to to turn out material for you. So as long as you can bear with me, um, we'll get through this. <laughs> so um, today, I'm going to talk about the keys to hill workouts. Go over some things here that I think will be beneficial to your training and why you should incorporate hills into your training, whether you are running a flat race or a mountainous race. I think hills can be beneficial to all. Um, I'll link in the show notes uh, a previous episode that I did about uh, strides and hill strides so that you can incorporate those as well. This uh, episode will focus more intentionally on... um, VO2 max intervals and lactate threshold intervals. Uh, just making note here to put that in the show notes for you guys. All right. So, moving forward. So, why do we do hill workouts in the first place? Well, <clears throat> start out, they uh, we have less susceptibility, less chance of injury. Due to less impact forces, going uphill, we can't strike as hard. Uh, So our impact forces are less. And it reinforces better form, which reinforcing better form obviously um, reduces chance of injury as well. So two big components to hill running. Also build strength, which is a third component to, uh, to lessening your chance of injury. So... Less impact forces, better form, and building strength. All great things that come from hill workouts. Um, Hill workouts, it's also easier to get your heart rate higher. By going uphill, we can increase our heart rate exponentially faster. But, let me throw in the caveat that we therefore have to monitor the effort. Uh, My previous episode was on heart rate. This is a great time to monitor your heart rate. And again, I want to reemphasize that I'm not trusting of the optical heart rate that are built into the watches. This would be through your chest strap monitor. Uh, But making sure that you're hitting the correct effort depending on the goal of the workout. Okay, so if you want to go back to my last episode and listen to heart rate and how you can monitor that, uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into the specifics of workouts and where heart rate ranges should be. But, um, but yeah, so monitor your effort because your heart rate can be higher because of the uh, the uh, the amount of uh, work that we're putting, the workload that we're putting on your uh, your body and your stress on your heart. It's going to be higher. So. Uh, excuse me if I have pauses. <laughs> I'm still having a bit of brain fog from the sickness here. So, um, Other benefits. You can replicate the surface terrain and gain slash descent of your goal race. Um, but you can also do these on a treadmill if you don't have access to longer hills. So you know, obviously we want to try to replicate um, the surface terrain, all of that stuff. So whether you're racing on road or trail or dirt road, 
you know, it's good to replicate those and also to replicate the, the steepnesses of the, uh, of the hills that you'll be facing or the mountains that you'll be facing in your goal race. So you can do that here with hill workouts, which is a, a tremendous benefit, having your body getting used to doing harder efforts on, uh, on the same type of surface terrain and, um, and, and gain descent that, should, that you'll face in your goal race. <clears throat> you know, a treadmill obviously won't replicate the, the surface or the terrain as, as well. Um, but you can still get the elevation, the, uh, the inclines, you know, that you'll be, you'll be facing, <coughs> excuse me, when you, uh, when you race. So, uh, looking to work the max VO2 system, if we're looking to work the high end system, the anaerobic system, uh, we want intervals that should be two to three minutes in length with equal rest to interval recovery. Uh, or back to the start of the hill if your hill isn't very long. So why two to three minutes? Um, well, two minutes. Uh, the current research is showing that you know uh, that interval is uh, is primarily what will be a good sustained interval for gaining the most out of an anaerobic interval. Okay. So two minutes on the, the lower side, um, you know, we get, uh, and we get longer, it just becomes harder to recover from intervals longer than three minutes. Um, sure there, there can be four minute intervals and even five minute intervals at this, but it, it really takes a lot out of the system. You wouldn't want to do repeats of that duration of, of higher than, than three minutes because you won't recover as easily. You, you'll probably, your workout will begin to, uh, to degrade because of, of how hard that effort is and how hard it is to recover from it. Um, it's so, you know, two to three minutes is, is the ideal length for these hill repeats in the max VO2 system. Um, a simple workout would be six to 10 repeats of two minute uphill. Um, and again, you want equal recovery. So that would be a two minute downhill recovery. Um, if your hill isn't long enough, then you just recover to the base of the hill. That's fine. But the, the point being recover, right? So, uh, you know, two minute repeat, two minute recovery, or back to the bottom of the hill, six to 10 of those, um, <clears throat> the max VO2 system, we're working at about 90% of max, uh, max heart rate. Okay. So, uh, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't want folks running much harder than 90% max heart rate. Um, you know, that, that really beyond that again, becomes too difficult to recover from. It takes about two days to recover from an effort like this. So keep that in mind as well. The next day should be a recovery day. Uh, so that's the, uh, um, the max VO two system. That's about a nine RPE. If we were talking about RPE, another session that, uh, I think is great is the, the Sisyphus Hill session. A lot of my athletes know this session that's spelled S I S Y P H U S Sisyphus, the Sisyphus Hill session. And I'll put this in the show notes. Um, so that you can see it. Let me just star that. There we go. 
So that will be in the show notes. But <clears throat> basically, you want to warm up prior to any hill workout. You want a good warm up. Get those legs good and loose. Whether that's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it takes you to warm up. The legs feel good and loose and ready. The body feels ready to work. I would incorporate a few flat strides prior to the workout. Engage, you know, get that system, that VO2 max system ready to roll. So do a few 10 to 20 second strides, four to six of those. And make sure you're ready to work. Because the max Sisyphus session, for those that aren't as experienced or aren't as ready for the full session, I usually just give them two rounds of this workout. For my more experienced and advanced runners, I give them three rounds. And what each round looks like is a 30-second uphill interval. Um, Typically... You know, we're looking at about 8 to 10% grade if we're talking about incline, okay? Um, and then uh, your recovery is back down to the start. I, I usually say about a minute 30. Then you're doing a one-minute uphill, two minutes back downhill to the start. Then a 130 uphill with 230 back to the start. Then a two-minute uphill and three minutes back to the start. That's one set. So you either do two sets or three sets, depending on your experience and what you can do. Um, Recoveries should be super easy. If you have to walk at first, just to kind of get your legs and and breath back, that's fine. Walk walk downhill for a little bit. Um, I mean, don't go above a jog. It should just be a shuffle. Really want to get that heart rate back down. Zone two. I say a four RPE, just recovery jog. Okay, but that's the Sisyphus Hill session. It's a it's a great hill workout. Um, I know I said that you know we talk about two to three minute intervals of length. Um, you know this one you're getting three two minute intervals, um, but you're also mixing in some some other ones. Uh, it's just kind of a fartlek. This is a good early season workout. You can do this in the max VO two phase of your training. Um, you know, it, it probably only needs to be done once at the beginning of a phase. Um, uh, you could do it twice if, if you're, uh, starting out with two sets and felt good enough that you thought you could have done a third set, you could add it back into later into the phase and, and add on a third set. So that's the Sisyphus. And again, I'll write that one out in the show notes. Okay. Just some ideas for for max VO2. Another one would be six times three minutes. That's probably one of the toughest uphill sessions. Six by three minutes uphill. I'm also gonna <clears throat> talking about um, talk about some um, where you can add in downhills. Okay, so um, we'll talk about you know interval sessions where we can include some downhills. Um, so I'll talk about that here in a few minutes. So I just there we go. I got to make some notes here. <laughs> All right. So that's the max VO2 system. If we're looking to work the lactate threshold system, uh, now that's going to be about 80 to 85% max heart rate. I usually term that as about 7 to 8 in the RPE scale. <coughs> 
intervals um, should be at least seven minutes long um, and can be as long as one hour. But rarely would we go this long. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> this would be uh, you know more dependent on the specificity of your goal race and your fitness. Uh, there's really no reason to do a, you know an hour uphill unless that you know you've got some kind of race that's just all uphill. Um, you know, for instance, if you were doing like Pikes Peak, the ascent, or the ascent and the descent for that matter, um, you know, or one of these uh, sky races that we saw like Broken Arrow or Whiteface, um, you know, it's it's uh it's, that's a very hard workout. So typically, I prescribe about seven to twelve to fifteen minutes um, at this intensity uh, for intervals, especially hill intervals. You know, it's, uh, 12 minutes uphill is, is a grinder. So, uh, you know, I, I typically don't go very, you know, much past 10 if we're doing an uphill session. So seven to 10 minutes is pretty much what I prescribe to my athletes. Um, so, um, you know, um, what I'll say is that, you know, a simple workout would be, um, four by seven minutes. And typically with a, uh, a lactate threshold workout, we are prescribing half the recovery of the interval. So, uh, that would be three minutes downhill or excuse me, three and a half minutes downhill, uh, as your recovery, as long as your hill is long enough, you know, and we'll talk about how you can make this workout, um, a little bit easier to get, you know, to use less hill, but if you have enough hill, that's, that's the ideal. Um, less ideal is obviously to jog all the way back down, but again, we'll talk about some other ways that you can incorporate the workout without having to, to jog all the way back downhill if you just don't have enough hill to work with. <coughs> again, here, a uh, treadmill would be um, would be great. Um, again, we're looking at about 8 to 10% grade. Um, I, I, like Even if you have a lot more steeper inclines in your races, I don't think you need to go much beyond 10% of incline for, for these intervals. Um, but... Um, but yeah, so, you know, if we're talking about four by seven minutes, uh, you know, we're doing, uh, four repetitions of seven minute intervals with three and a half recovery, three and a half minutes recovery downhill. Okay. Um, <coughs> so, um, to make that easier, you can add some downhill intervals, um, into your, uh, into your training. So, um, in the max VO two, um, I don't add a lot of downhill work. Uh, one instance where I might, uh, if, you know, if, if the runner's going to be facing a lot of, uh, uh, downhill in their goal race, uh, you could do, um, <coughs> a session of six by two minute uphill, and then you turn right around the top and you maintain <coughs> the same effort downhill for a minute. So the whole interval is three minutes of duration, two minutes uphill, turning around one minute downhill, same effort, nine RPE. It's really hard to keep your heart rate at 90% max um, heart rate on the downhill. So it's really just going fast downhill and trying to maintain that, that speed, that effort. Um, and then recovery would be, you know, back to the, the start of the, uh, of the hill. Um, 
you know, the, the downhill, you should recover a little bit, even if you're going fast, but see how you feel. You could always get to the bottom of the hill and jog out a little bit further and jog back to the start if that recovery is needed. So recovery is super important. Don't, don't neglect it. Don't cut it short. Um, so, um, you know, especially if this is going to help your race, that's, that's, you know, it's a great thing to incorporate. Um, I was talking just about the, uh, four by seven minute workout. Um, something I like to do is alternate uphill and downhill with the intervals. So if we took the four by seven minute workout that I gave in the lactate threshold, uh, example, then, um, excuse me, um, then the first interval would be uphill. And what I would, what I always suggest to my athletes is that they walk further uphill, um, you know, three and a half minutes, um, out as recovery. And then they go downhill for the second interval because you're going to get much further on the downhill. So you walk further uphill on the recovery and then your next, your second interval is downhill. Um, you know, and then you're going to get three and a half minutes recovery. So if you've already, you know, passed the start, you just jog out and back to the start for your third interval, which would be uphill. You know, do whatever you need to get in those three and a half minutes um, to get you back to the start of the hill. Okay. And then your third interval will be back uphill. Again, walk recovery, three and a half minutes uphill. Fourth interval, back downhill, and you're finished. And, you know, you can do more intervals. Um, this is just an example for this workout. You could add in, you know, five, six reps of seven minutes. You could increase the duration. Right. So you could do, you know, eight to 10 minutes, uh, maybe three by 10 minutes, first interval uphill, second interval downhill, third interval uphill. Okay. You can mix it up, mix it up. Um, keeping in mind that, you know, the, the toughest of the workouts probably is going to be up front because we're going to create fatigue over the course of time. So, um, being able to, um, do your hardest workouts up front and doing the most work up front is probably the best idea. Um, you know, and keeping in mind that you have to think about your level of fitness as well. If you're not ready for three by 10 minutes, then go with three by eight minutes or four by eight minutes. See, you know, depending because you'll get more recovery. So you potentially could still get in the same amount, almost the same amount of time just with a shorter interval. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, um, you know, <coughs> we talk about uphill workouts a lot, but rolling hills are great as well. You know, some folks don't have long uphills. You know, they, they may be able to find a, you know, a minute or so of an uphill and that's fine. So rolling hills are great, you know, work with what you got. Um, you know, this will obviously include both uphill and downhill, which helps you change gears. You know, just like I was talking about earlier with the, the you know, incorporating alternating, um, uphill and downhill intervals or potentially, um, you know, two minutes up, one minute down. So, you know, if, if rolling hills is all you got, that's fine. You know, make sure that you use your uphills and downhills and that might just be going back and forth. You know, some people just have bridges and they might just be going back and forth over the bridges, um, or, or using one side of a bridge, whatever you got, you know, use it to your advantage. So don't be afraid if it's just rolling hills, that's okay. Um, Keep in mind that downhill intervals will require a lot of your quadricep muscles, right? I'm going to beat up the quads quite a bit. So if you do a downhill workout, make sure to take extra care of them over the course of the next two to three days, uh, which would include stretching and massage. 
Uh, you may notice that you get a little bit of, of knee pain because your quads are getting so tight it's pulling on the kneecap. So make sure to stretch really well. Take care of yourself, okay? You're doing a little bit of, not a little bit, you're doing quite a bit of micro uh, damage to the muscles. So take care of yourself. Take care of those muscles. Um, I've, I've kind of talked about experience. You know, those, uh, those that have um, more experience can, can handle bigger workouts, and those that do not potentially should do less. So uh, what does that look like? So a beginner, uh, a beginner that's not familiar with hill workouts, try rolling hills one session per week. You know, just incorporate ups and downs. It doesn't have to be all uphill. You know, uh, again, use what you got. And you can alternate <clears throat> flat one week, right? So doing intervals flat during week one and then rolling hills with week two. It doesn't have to be every week. Okay. Intermediate level. So intermediates, try one uphill session per week. Uh, you can alternate rolling hills one week with uh, uphills the next week. So week one, alternate rolling hills. Uh, excuse me. Um, week one, rolling hills. Week two, uphill. Okay. Advanced. Try one to two uphill sessions per week. So potentially doing two workouts um, per week. And that can look like A, one uphill session and one rolling hill session within the same week. B, one uphill and one uphill slash downhill session. And C, two uphill sessions. Okay, so um, I'll also put that... Uh, in the show notes, I know some people like myself do better if they see what I'm what I'm talking about. So I will add all of that to the show notes just so you can refer to it uh, and ask questions. I really do appreciate it. You know, uh, had a great question come over Strava um, about uh, about heart rate and uh, when should you do the uh, max heart rate test and how often. Um, you know, it's <coughs> it's great to do it. Uh, at the beginning of a training cycle, uh, and especially, um, you know, uh, when you're, um, you're getting into your interval sessions, whether they're long intervals, short intervals. So, um, you know, doing it before those sessions, especially to make sure you understand what your heart rate should look like. Okay. So, um, maybe you get through your base, uh, or if you're, you know, if you really want to know. Uh, just so you're making sure that you're doing your recoveries right and such, you can do it. You know, um, as soon as uh, you start getting into your uh, your strides and your training uh, within the base cycle. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, and then you can you can do it every every time you're gearing up for uh, a new goal race, just so you make sure you have uh, accurate numbers as to where your training should be. Because uh, you know, over time, we're hoping that you're becoming fitter. That your you know max heart rate is potentially um, it shouldn't change much. So you know, if, if you've noticed you've gone through two or three training cycles and, and max heart rate seems to be the same, then uh, you know you don't have to worry about it as much. You can uh, you can say it's you know it's good, but good to test it once a year. You know, obviously our, our max heart rate decreases as we age, especially as we get over the age of forty. So um, so yeah, um, test that out. But <clears throat> the last piece here of the uh, the hill interval uh, session that I'll talk about is just recovery. 
Um, you know, make sure you are recovering. I just went through, you know, how many uh, and how often you could do uh, hill sessions, depending on your uh, um, depending on your experience. But you know, even with that said, if you don't feel recovered, don't force workouts. Right? We don't want to run tired or fatigued. If we keep <coughs> fatiguing the system, that's what leads us to injury. <clears throat> so don't force the workouts. Make sure you are recovering. Monitor your resting heart rate. Something I always ask my athletes to let me know. What is your resting heart rate? I want to make sure that the resting heart rate is dropping back down to its baseline. Right? So if, if 42 <clears throat> is your average resting heart rate, and we do a, a hill session the next day. It's 46. You know that's that's okay. We've we've you know stressed the body. We stressed the heart. So um, we want to make sure that recovers though, that it drops back down. Okay. So you know obviously that's not a good day if you're on a group run and you know they're they're really pushing the pace. You got to have the uh, the ability to say you know sorry not today. I can't today. I, you know I got to recover. Uh, you have to have that willpower. You know, otherwise, you're just going to create more fatigue. Even if you're feeling good the next day, I mean, listen to listen to your metrics. You know, uh, as I said, it takes about two days to recover from max VO2 effort. So that resting heart rate after two days should return back to 42. Uh, lactate threshold workout, if done properly within its range, should take only uh, 24 hours. So the next day, you'll probably still see an elevated heart rate, but the following day, you should be back to your 42. If you're not, if it's still elevated, it just means you need a little bit more recovery, or perhaps you went a little too hard in the session. So be cognizant of that and give your body ample recovery. Don't force another workout if you're not recovered. Okay, so be careful. All right, so that's my keys to the hill workouts. I hope you can take stuff away from that. Um, I tried to think of everything that I could think about, uh, when doing hill workouts, if I missed anything and you got questions, don't hesitate to ask. Uh, as I said, I'm still in a bit of brain fog (laughs) from this illness, whatever I have, (coughs) but, um, man, uh, everything is good. Um, those that see me on Strava and social media, I just had a really good run prior to getting sick. Uh, we were up in New Hampshire. And uh, I did uh, Mount Monadnock, uh, the Dublin Trail. It's about, uh, it's like two and a quarter miles to the summit with about 1,700 feet of gain. Uh, and I did it three times. Uh, so got in about uh, 13 and a half miles or so with uh, 5,100 feet of gain. Uh, it took me about four hours. It was just a stellar day. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful trail. Beautiful mountain. I really enjoyed my time up there. Wish I had some more time to to play around there. Looked like there were so many trails and things to do over there. Um, but uh, you know, I, I was happy to get in that time and that amount of climbing, um, especially uh, descending as well. Uh, I just did out and back, up and down, up and down, up and down, and uh, it was just a great workout. Really thrilled with that. So um, very positive. Um, been loving. I used the uh, Ultra Olympus um, and uh, the five. Only problem I had was that the uh, the outsole, the rubber on the bottom of the shoe, it started to uh, what what we call delaminate or or peel off. Um, I bought them 
uh, end of June. So um, was a little bit surprised. Uh, I kind of felt, you know, like something was going on under the foot, but I didn't look, you know, nothing I could have done during that run anyway. So uh, when I got back to our hotel, I looked and saw that um, and emailed Altra. Hopefully they'll they'll take care of it and replace them for me. Um, thankfully, I bought um, a backup pair. So I have another pair that I can run in the meantime. Um, I'm waiting to see if I need to send this pair back because um, obviously I can just glue them. Not a big deal, but um, you know they sh- that shouldn't be happening after only a few runs on them. So, um, but yeah, strange, definitely strange. Um, but still love them. Had a great time. Uh, they did great. A uh, lot of granite on that run. A lot of rock, uh, and they stuck pretty well. Uh, now it wasn't too wet. Um, but that said, I had a lot of times where I was scrambling up rocks, you know, doing a bit of bouldering and they did great. Um, I really, really was pleased with their performance. Um, so, um, really, really good stuff. Very pleased with the the Ultra Olympus. So, um, I think they're going to be the go-to for Bigfoot. That was, that was the only thing I came away with. Uh, also used the, uh, the rabbit shredder five inch. Uh, they've got the loops on the back of the shorts for your poles, which was super handy to stow them. Um, you know, I'd use the poles climbing up and then I would store them, um, on my way back down and, um, really easy. Um, so very pleased with those. They did start to fray, which I, it was the first time I wore them. I hadn't washed them yet or anything. Uh, and then I reached out to rabbit and they took care of it. They were great. So, you know, so odd that, uh, you know, I had problems with both the, the shoes and the shorts. Not the biggest problem with the shorts, but um, it's just surprising <laughs> that had those two things happen um, on one run. But, um, you know, both companies usually are pretty good about taking care of uh, their customers. So I'm hoping uh, that will be the case. So uh, we'll, uh, you know, I'm waiting to hear back from Altra. But, you know, Rabbit got back to me like right away. And was, you know, oh, we'll send you a new pair. So uh, thankful for that. Uh, So uh, I have no affiliations with any of these companies. Um, You know, it's uh, it's just what I've been using, just trying to keep it honest with folks. Um, I was out running with with, uh, Shin uh, Howell the other weekend and and Will, and they had suggested uh, F-bombs. So that's, those are fat bombs. Um, so, you know, with, with everything I've been doing, um, this might be a a good, good option. So I'm going to check those out. I'll probably review those in my next newsletter. I just got those in the mail. So, um, I'm going to try to use those this weekend and I'll give you guys kind of a, a review of, of how those goes, those, how those go. Um, they seem to have some, some good stuff, high calorie, obviously dense in calories, uh, but you know, as I'm, I'm doing this low carb diet might be a, a good solution for me. So, um, yeah, and things are going good there. Um, you know, the, uh, the weight loss has been fantastic. I am down 12 pounds. Um, you know, so I'm not losing, um, too fast or too much. Um, aside from this cold, I really haven't had many setbacks. So, um, very pleased with the way training is going for Bigfoot. Uh, you know, goals, um, they've shifted a bit. Um, you know, the, the, uh, I guess at first it was, you know, to be competitive. 
uh, kind of put myself in the mix and see what happens. But uh, having won the raffle ticket for Western States, um, you know, the really uh, I've kind of shifted my focus onto uh, onto finishing for sure. Uh, so I need to make sure I do everything I can to uh, to finish this this crazy race. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, things are going good. Um, I, I should say congratulations to, uh, to our, our recent guest, Morgan Elliott. Um, I've been pleased to see, uh, his, uh, um, his results are just have been outstanding. You know, uh, we, we talked about broken arrow, but, uh, he went up to whiteface and qualified to, uh, to run on the U S team at worlds, um, uh, in November in Thailand. So he'll be on the U.S. team, the U.S. mountain running team. That's been a goal of his for a long time. So I'm very happy for Morgan. I, I look forward to that. So um, quite incredible. Um, also, previous podcast guest, Michael Patton. We talked to him after he did the uh, uh, Dragon's Back 200-mile uh, race. Uh, and uh, Michael just set the FKT on the, uh, the Georgia section of the uh, AT. So congratulations to Michael. Uh, such cool stuff. Um, and uh, Julia Jordan, congrats to you. Um, and thank you for, for becoming a Patreon member, ma'am. Uh, Julia uh, set the FKT on the uh, conservation trail between uh, Pennsylvania and New York. goes up to the border of Canada. Um, just a lot of great stuff happening here. Uh, Natalie Daniel, another previous podcast guest, uh, just set the FKT, uh, from deep Creek to Clingman's dome. I think it was, or maybe I have it backwards, Clingman's dome to deep Creek. Uh, but she just set an FKT. So, um, you know, all, all amazing stuff. Great to see, you know, previous podcast guests and, and of course, athletes I coach doing amazing things. So congrats to all of them. Um, really cool stuff. So, um, uh, as always, I hope this, uh, was informative. Um, you know, and if, if you, uh, if you want to write me, uh, um, an idea for a podcast or be a guest, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, I'd love to hear from folks about ideas or, or people, you know, I'm, I'm working on some of the ones that, uh, that folks have requested. Um, you know, so if you haven't heard a guest that you've requested yet, uh, I'm probably still working on it, just trying to make sure that things line up and that, you know, they, they're willing to, to do the podcast. Um, I will be interviewing um, Dr. Judkins, who I've had on in the past. Uh, we're going to talk supplements. So, um, you know, that, that will be our next episode, Dr. Judkins and supplements and, you know, what's good, what's bad, what's too much. <coughs> when should we take them? Why should we take them? All that good stuff. Uh, we're going to go pretty in-depth about a number of different supplements that are out in the market and talk about things that uh, perhaps we don't know about. So, um, look forward to my conversation with him. So that will be coming up. So look forward to that. Um, yeah, lots of stuff to come, my friends, and I appreciate you sharing the journey with me. So, uh, thank you all so much. And uh, until next time, keep running my friends.